everybody. Welcome to John 316 Ministries Podcast. We have a lot in store for you tonight. I just want to say that we're truly blessed to have you guys to listen to our podcast. God is blessing us in many ways, and I know He's blessing you guys as well. So tonight's a little different. Um, My message had changed last minute. What I mean by last minute, literally like 10 minutes ago. So we're going to take this and go with it. It's about praising God in dark times because... We don't give God the credit that he deserves. I know on the last podcast we talked about how God, how important it is to have God in our relationships. And so we're taking that and we're building off of it because it's so important to have God in our relationships. And it's so important to praise God in those moments of chaos and doom where we feel like we can't get our heads above water. It's important to praise God anyways. You know, when your relationship is on the rocks, praise God. Whenever you're upset, praise God. Because God's going to bless you through those moments. You know, you may not feel like it then, but he is. You know, the world's so full of mystery and hurt. And sometimes we're hurt by those who we thought we never hurt. We, never, we thought we ne- they never hurt us, but they did. And we think, why? Why is this happening? And so we cry and we curse and we curse God for all the pain that we're going through. And the challenges that we feel in those moments that we think are never going to end. But they are, and they will, and you're going to get through it. Praise God. And we think, well, how can we praise God when this is happening? Praise God. Anyways, and why do we praise God? Because God's there for us. He wants us to reach out to him. He wants us to say, hey, you know, I have this problem going on. Lord, what do I do about it? You know, he wants us to just reach, just grab a hold of them. And when we do that, we feel a lot better. We may not right away. But we will. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And God does. He has such big plans for us. And sometimes we think, well, how could he? How could he have plans for us? We live in this world and we do the stupid things that we do, but he does. You know, if you were to ask me years ago, would I ever start John 316 Ministries? I tell you no, and I would laugh at you because to me, thinking about it now, to what I thought then, to the plans that God had for me and how he was building me up for my future, I would have never seen this coming. And it's crazy because back then, I didn't think that I was ever fit for ministry. I was only 18 years old whenever I actually started ministry. And going back to that time and how I felt whenever they asked me to teach their youth, I thought, well, no. I'm not even ready for that yet. I'm still in high school. I still have a lot to learn about God. How could I teach a youth class that's very close to my age, actually? Like maybe what, maybe five, ten years off? But I did it anyways because I knew God had plans for you. And I, I knew by them asking me that he would do something good. It's just in that moment, I couldn't see it. And so when I started the class, a year in, a year two in maybe, Then I had approached the pastor because I just felt God telling me, you know, it's time for your next steps. You know, I got more plans for you. And so I had approached the pastor and I thought, well, I'd like to, I'd like to be an associate. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'd like to be an associate. He's like, okay, well, let's pray about it. And then we'll come back and we'll talk. So we did some research and then I'd come back the next week and he had approached me with it and he said, well, do you still want to be my associate pastor? And I said, yes, I do. And so in that moment, you know, he laid out my 
what I was supposed to do, and I told them the research that I did and showed them and stuff, because I had written this stuff down. I mean, I was preparing myself for what was to come, and so I had showed him. He goes, okay, well, do it. And so a year turns into two years to four years later, you know, our church stores had to close them because we didn't have the funds to continue like we were hoping. And, you know, before that even happened, God was just calling us for more and calling out. You just kept like, you just felt that, that, that passion inside you. You know, he's calling you for more, but you just don't know what yet. So, and then a week before the church stores had to close in, our website guy had approached me and a few other members. And he, he talked about the website. Well, at the time, it was for the church because our church is a little ancient. We didn't have a website. But that's when we got the the news that our church was closing. And so he's like, okay, well, I got a phone call that night. And he had asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. And my first thought was, no, I do not. I literally just came from ministry to this. And it's so different. But God told me to say yes. And so blindly, I said yes. And here we are to now. And I could imagine not doing this because being able to talk about my favorite human in the world, God, and I love it. I love what he's doing. I know he has big plans for us. But I know if he has big plans for me, he's going to have big plans for you too because he does. You know, we have to think about it like a staircase, okay? Step at a time. And some of you may take strides up and because you have long legs, but little short people, we can't do that. So a step at a time, we get there. And we build our skills and we build our knowledge because God's building us. Because if you think about it, if you were just to rush up to the top step, you're missing all these little bitty steps before that. So when you take that job, when you take that whatever plan he has, when you take it on and you don't do steps, you're asking for it to crumble. Why? Because you passed everything that he had asked you to he had asked you to work on. And when you do that, you think, well, God, if he's blessing me, he's just gonna bless me anyways. But no, that's not that's not how it works. It's, that's how we think it should work. But it's not how God wants it to work because he wants us to build. He wants us to work at this, to learn about this, to grow in this. Because not only are we growing in the ministry for whatever he's preparing us for, we're growing in our faith in him. And so we talked about a foundation, I think, in a couple podcasts ago. It's just like that. You're building a foundation for what's about to become this big building that God's working on. And we know his plans are perfect. If we trust in him, we know what he's doing. It's going to be something amazing. But he's got to sculpt us. He's got to build us. And that's the thing he does. He's sculpted and built us before we were even born before we were thought of before our parents had thought yeah let's have a child god was working on us and he was building us and that's when we have to remember you know the world's not gonna give us its approval because it's not it doesn't work like that you know the world it's all its own thing it's about the money it's about the fame the glory it's about having this title that we think means something but it's really not that big of a deal because God calls for more from us. God calls us to be his people. And that title is the biggest title we could ever accomplish in our lives. But we don't see it that way. We don't, we don't see that title as being something special because we think we just deserve it. Truth of the matter is, is we don't. And so we have to remember that the worldly title 
the approval that we had, the gratitude, the respect that we want from the world. That we're trying to chase every single day, rather, in our jobs, in our family, in our relationships. We have to have this approval so that we feel accepted. And that craving to have that title, that approval. You think it's going to be something, it's going to be special. And then years later, you're still working at it. All for what? Because you're not going to get it. Why? Because the only title of acceptance and approval that we should ever want in our lives is from the glory of God. Because the glory of God is the biggest title a person could ever achieve. It's a title of God. It's a title of walking with Him in heaven to be able to lock arms and be with Him to sing praise to Him. That title is something that we should want. We should crave in our hearts. It should be what drives us every single day to get up and do what we do. But for some, it doesn't. For some, they don't think like that. Their worldly title is their goal to achieve. They have to go to work and give 110% because they want to be whatever it is they're trying to get promoted to. And you think about it. You work at it, but how is it going to feel when you achieve it? Are you still going to feel lost? Are you still going to feel lonely? Are you still going to feel like you don't belong? Because although you feel that way, only God can fill that void. Only He can take that away from you. If you want Him to. If you truly want Him to. Because He's the fight that we should want to win. But for some, He's not. And so we have to remember, real praise are the only ones that can do it when no one is around when there is no music, no church service, when everything isn't going their way, they praise God anyways. Why? Because they love God so much. They have that passion for Him that they just can't hold in. So they praise God. They praise Him and they love Him. Even when they're mad. Even when they're mad and nothing is going their way, they still praise God anyways. Because He's the only thing they want. That they're trying to to reach and achieve the child that they want is to be his child and we are we are but we still want it anyways we still reach for because we want him to see how much we love him how much we desire him and the tough times that come we praise him when we are weak when we can't stand anymore we praise him when we are barely getting by we throw our hands up and praise him anyways because when we don't have much, we have a beating heart. Who needs love? Who is worthy of love when the world says it's not? We praise God anyways. Because Psalm 30, 1-4, I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. Lord, you brought me up from the realm of dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing pr the praises of the Lord. You, his faithful people, praise his holy name. And I put that in there because it's true. Because we have a pair of lungs. We have a voice. We have two hands. We can praise God. We don't got to have music. We don't got to be at church to praise. We can sing it from our living room, from the inside of our car. Turn that music up. And praise Him. If you don't have that, if you don't have a car, if you, you're walking, praise God anyways. Because we don't have to have much to have His attention. We don't have to have a fancy car, fancy clothes. We don't have to have a million bucks because He still loves us anyways. His love is worth 
more than any worldly possession we could ever have. And to some, that might not be enough. But to the ones who really love God, that's more than any. That's more than enough. You know, if you can live broke, if you can live without all the fancy worldly possessions, because you're happy with what God gave you, that is more than enough. And to me, whenever I was younger, I would have never thought that way. I don't know why I would have never thought that way, but I would have. And it has taken me a long time to truly understand what that meant to love him, to love him anyways, to love him when we have nothing to give. And I thought I had to have all the fancy things, the nice clothes and cars and the fanciest house because that would make me happy. And I was wrong. And now that I'm in my 20s, living my life for God, I've realized that what God has blessed me with, the house that I have, it may not be a $100,000 home. It may not even be a $200,000. It doesn't matter the value. But to me, it's enough. It can be a $10,000 house, and I'd still be happy because God blessed me with it. The cars that I drive, God has blessed me. The family that I have, God has blessed me. The money is just enough to pay my bills, but I'm happy anyways because God has blessed me. And I may not take the fanciest vacations. I actually hadn't taken a vacation in three years, but God has blessed me because I don't need all those things to make me happy, to want to worship him because I know when that time comes, he'll bless me with vacation and he may not. You know, it may be doing his work. I will gladly take it because God's blessed me. And that's, you know, that's my way of thinking. And maybe not, maybe no one else thinks that way. But the fact that you are alive, you are healthy, should be more than enough for you. And if it's not, you know, God can fix that. Whatever's bothering you, God can fix it. Because he loves you. And he wants you to be happy. And sometimes happiness isn't in items and possessions. It's in love. He loves us so much that he takes care of, her, takes care of us every single day. He's hel- he keeps his arms around us and he's holding us and protecting us and guiding us and directing us for the future that he has for us. But we don't have to have the money and the fame and the glory to worship him. He just wants us, the sinners, the brokenhearted people who are in need of saving. He wants us. And sometimes it's hard to stop worrying about everything that you have and to stop chasing the world because you're so used to chasing it. But what do you do? When you stop that fight and you give in to God and say, God, I am done. I am done chasing the world. Please forgive me. And you ask him to be in your heart as his Lord and Savior. That is when your life change changes for the better because now you're done fighting. And now that you're done fighting him, you can see the plans that he has for you. The plans to prosper you, to grow you, to be the person that you are meant to be. To be the person that he knows you can be. That you may not see it in yourself. You may not see yourself as worthy of his love. But you are. And when you stop fighting him, when you give in, and you have had enough, you will see that. Because our purpose, our humanly purpose, is with God. This world don't give us purpose. It is never going to get us purpose. It's never going to be enough for us because we're always going to be wanting more because 
The more that we want is what God can give, and only God can give it. But we don't see it because we're blind and we have our blinders on, and we're not, we're not walking by faith. We're walking by sight. But when you stop, when you stop walking by sight and walk by faith, everything in your life changes. You see your purpose. And you see your purpose isn't in the world because the world is nothing to us because our purpose is with God. Our purpose is in what he says we are, what he calls us to do in life. That is where our purpose is. And that purpose is so fulfilling because it's pure happiness. Yes, there's going to be hard times and times of trouble, but you see it differently when you're with God, when you're actually walking with your whole heart with God, not just part of you, not the lukewarm part of you, but the whole heart that's ready to dive into whatever he calls for you, whatever he tells you to do. And Psalm 139, 13 through 14 says, For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. This verse speaks to the purpose of Man being created in the image of God and given the capacity to worship and praise. We praise when we are stressed. When we need God the most, we pray. And we praise Him and we worship Him. Because only He, only He can heal us. Only He can help us. When we are impatient, we praise God anyways. Because He sees us through the darkness. He sees our future. He, he's waiting for us. And because He's waiting for us, that's when our real, our real life begins. And we think we're living now. We think this world is our home and we're living and we're having a great time. But we're not living until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's when your life begins. That's when your real life begins. This, this world is nothing for us. It does nothing for us. It's nice because you can live and do as you please. The truth of the matter is, is really can't. Because God tells us how to live our life as better people. And sometimes we don't see that because we see the judgment in the world, the chaos and the turmoil. We see all the hurt and the pain. And we think, wow, you know, if God really loved us, why is all this stuff happening? And it's not God. We blame God because it's someone to blame. But it's human. The humans did this. The reason why we're living like this is because humans, it's because they haven't accepted the Lord in their life. They haven't accepted his love. They haven't accepted him. And they may proclaim themselves to be Christian, but they are not. And the reason I say they are not is because real Christians, not lukewarm Christians, but real Christians, when they have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, their whole life changes. Their attitude, the way they live their life, it changes because they're living for God now. And when you're living for God, you don't care to worship him. You don't care to say, yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I live my life for God. Because being a Christian is not a title. It's living for God. It's who you are. It's who you are as a person. It's your purpose in life. It's to live for God. And when you live for God, people can see it written all over you. Because of how you live, how happy you are. Even in the darkest times, you're happy because you know God's going to get you through it. You know he's going to get you through the other side. And it changes you. It really changes you. 
but you have to accept him with everything in you. And you cannot be the person scared to worship God. Because if you are, if you are scared to worship God, you're not living your life as a full Christian. You're lukewarm. And a lukewarm Christian, it's hard. It is very hard. Because I too have been there. I too have been the lukewarm Christian living my life thinking I was living for God. But because I was scared to say and praise Him in public, in public, where I should be ready to worship Him the most, I wasn't. Because I was too afraid of what the world would see in me. I was too afraid of what the world would call me and tell me. So I hid it. And I hid it for a very long time until God grabbed a hold of me and He said, What are you doing? You're supposed to be guiding people. You're supposed to be a disciple of me. But you're not because you're scared of me. You're scared to say you're Christian because why? Because the world will give you a bad name. Because the world will tell you how they see you. And it stopped me in my tracks for a moment when I really realized what I was doing. And that's when I, it became real that I wasn't a Christian. I gave myself that title because I thought I earned it. Truth of the matter is, I didn't. And when I really accepted God in my life, when I had accepted him into my marriage, that's when my life changed. That's when everything about me changed because I no longer cared what the world told me I was. I praised him anyways. In the darkest times of my life, I praised God anyways because I knew he'd see me through. Now, how do we think the Lord uses Joseph? How do we think he did use Joseph? Because he did in a major way because Joseph, for 13 years, he lived in darkness through his experience at Patfar's house. And in prison, Joseph learned the Egyptian language and customs. What's more, he developed administrative and organizational skills, learned how to live under authority, and come to know how to manage others. Because God was preparing him for something awesome. God was preparing him for public service. As second in command to Pharaoh, God is preparing you too. You have a purpose. And it's not as just a Christian. It's not as just a follower of the world, because that's not actually a plan. But God has a plan for you in his works, whatever it is. He could use you in anything. He could send you to prison to be his disciple in prison, to guide others to him. He could use you for many different things because he knows what you're capable of. He knows your skills. He knows you. He knows your heart. And he will use you for something. But it doesn't have to be in ministry. It can be anything. It can be at your job. God can bless you at your job to guide people to him. Because he knows you can. He knows you will. If you accept him into your heart. If you accept him and do the works that he has prepared for you. But we got to stop running. We got to stop running away. Scared. And we got to let him grab a hold of us. And accept him into our life. For who he is because he has a special place for you a special life and to praise god we praise him with the burning passion from within as a passion so deep that you can't contain a passion that only god can fuel you when you love him so much you don't care where you are you praise him anyways you praise him whenever you win you praise him whenever you've accomplished something you praise him before bed if that's what you want to do praise God, with a passion that he can fill within you. That people may look at you like you're crazy, but you praise God anyways. Because he's a God 
that created the stars, the moon, at a perfect angle. An angle that nobody can explain it, not even science can explain it. But the fact that they had to use the Bible to get a spaceship to the moon, the fact that they did it, God, if he's capable of that, he's capable of anything. As we come to this, we should want a passion so deep that it, it spreads within us. It's, it's exciting and you just, you can't wait to see what God does with you. And he, he doesn't want us to be consumed in social media, worrying about what our next post is, what our next tweet is, whenever a new video is coming out. He wants us to focus our hearts and soul on him. And what he tells us to do. Because you never know when that next minute is. When that next minute that he has a new plan for you. Because it can happen at any moment. But if we take our focus off him. We miss it. We miss an opportunity. And sometimes opportunities present themselves. But we deny it. Because we think oh I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I'm not good enough. Here's the thing. Only God can tell you if you're good enough. Because we don't see it in ourselves. But God says we are. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. You know, this remind this verse reminds us to do whatever we do. It should all bring glory to God. No matter how disastrous the trial seem. How bad we think it is. Because it's bad in the moment. But God's got to get you through it. God's going to get you through it. And it doesn't matter. Because if you're a follower of Christ. And you present yourself with hard times. Praise God. Praise God in those hard times. No matter what you're going through. Financial crisis. You lost your home. You're losing your cars. And you just feel like your world's falling apart. Praise God anyways. Because he's going to get you through it. He will see you on the other side. And you'll be so much stronger for it. You know, Joseph was 17 when he was sold into slavery. And it wasn't until he was 30 that he became a prime minister of Egypt. So for 13 years, he walked in the middle of adversity. What seemed like a tough time, a time of chaos, where things were scarce. God got him through it. And on the other side of that, he became a prime minister. I, I bet if you ask Joseph... He had no idea what was going on. He had no idea if he'd ever get out of it because of 13 years. That's a long time. But God got him through it. And you may be going through a time right now where you just, you can't catch a break. It's your time of scarce, of problems. And it may be a long time for you. But when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, something's waiting for you on the other side. And you may not realize what it is. But it's going to be amazing because God's going to bless you. He is blessing you. And you may have your blinders on, but he's blessing you. And so when we are wronged or we stray from God or we've been mistreated, God's still got a purpose for us because the world's going to do that to us. The world's going to turn us away. It's going to harm us. It's going to do things that we could never have imagined because that's what it's there for. We, do, we think that, wow, what's going on? Because it's Satan. That's what Satan's there for. He has his hold on the world, hurting you. Because he's mad. And why is he mad? Because he knows what you're capable of. And he doesn't want you to fulfill your lifelong purpose that God has blessed you with. And because of that, he is going to hurt you in ways that you could have never imagined. But praise God anyways. Because God's going to get you through it. And that's what we have to remember. Praise him anyways.
Well, we can't praise him anymore. Praise him anyways. Because when you hold on to that hope and that faith that you have, when you're going by the grind of your teeth, holding on, God's holding you. You just don't feel him. And you may be mad at him, but he's still there for you holding on because he doesn't want you to give up because he knows what you're capable of and because he knows what's about to come in your life. But if you give up, you'll miss everything that you've worked for. And God doesn't want that for us. In God's plan, he would act as a savior of both his family and the entire Egyptian civilization during the seven-year famine. Joseph, I'm sorry, Joseph later told his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And in order to bring about this present result, to keep many people alive, praise God. And they did, they praise God, despite their situations. Because as Christians, we shouldn't want what we want. We shouldn't want the things of the world. Because it's not what God wants. And when you place your burdens in his hands and praise them, you're free. And you don't feel it. Sometimes you miss it. But you're free. Because your heart should be hungry for God. And when I mean hungry, I mean it's like when you haven't, ate, when you haven't eaten in a long time and you're hungry. That kind of feeling, use it to praise God. Because our heart is hungry for him. It's longing for a place, a place to belong, a place to feel loved and cared for. Because the Lord, the, the world's not going to give it to you, but the Lord is. And so we have to remember that. We have to remember to be patient for stressed times to end. Because if we look through the darkness and see our future, we would thank God because we would understand his purpose for our trials. How did the Lord use Joseph's 13 years of darkness? Through his experience at Padfar's house and in prison, Joseph learned the Egyptian language. He developed skills. And yes, we've already talked about that because I want to talk on that again. Because those skills that he learned, he's used. He's used them for ways I bet Joseph could not have even understand. I bet Joseph was just shocked like, wow, God, you used me. You used the skills that I have learned in that time. But he did. And those skills that you're building. If we could look at what the Lord's doing in our lives, if we could have a, a place, a, a little telescope to see through our future, we think, wow, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so exciting. And you'd know how to get through it. And you'd see the Lord's amazing work throughout your life. And if you could look back at your past to see what the Lord has done, you could see how he's brought you through such difficult times. And we have to stop and ask ourselves. And I mean, stop whatever you're doing right now and just, think for a moment of how the Lord has brought you from where you are right now. doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, but look, think about everything you've been through in your lifetime. All the hardships you've gotten through, the tough times that you thought back then you couldn't get through, but think about them now and think about how the Lord's blessed you and think ahead because even though you can't see ahead, one thing you can see for certain is God's going to do something good with your life. He's giving you a purpose and he is going to do something good in your life and he's preparing you for something absolutely amazing but you can't see it because if you ask yourself back then it's got working in my life some of you may be like well no because I don't see it because we have our blinders on but when you really accept God when you really accept him and admit and welcome in your heart you know he's there with you because you trust him 
Having trust in God is having faith in Him. That He'll get you through all those tough times because God's blessings and promises are not a universal guarantee. It is promised only to those who have received Jesus Christ. And anyone who rejects the Son of God has no right to that claim because they are not yet a believer in Jesus Christ. And the wisest thing you can do is trust Him as your Savior. Acknowledge to God that you have sinned and believe that Jesus died on the cross in your place and is paying for your sin in depth and full. Then all rights and privileges and blessings will belong to you because you are a child of God and because you want that relationship because you've earned it. And truth of the matter is, is we really haven't earned anything that God has given us because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve anything that he has given us, but he's given to us anyways because he loves us. And then the commitment, the commitment that comes with it. You know, we should be committed to God like we're committed to our families. You know, if you ask yourselves, would you do anything from your family? Most of you would say yes. You should be committed to God the same way. The same way you are committed to your family, you should be committed to God. Because that passion you feel for your family, that passion should burn for God too. Because you should want to do anything for God. You should, If you were asked to stand up for God and proclaim that you are a Christian, the answer should automatically be yes because that passion is there. But some would say no because they're scared. And that's, a, that's, a, that's the unfortunate part because if we are committed to our families that God has blessed us with, that commitment should be even stronger for God. We should read our Bibles with a passion because we want to know his word. We should read to pray with our family with a passion because we want to talk to God and to lay everything on our hearts because yes, he already knows it, but he wants to hear from us. And we should have that longing to want to get to know him, to want to do anything we can to learn and grow our faith in him because we want to know everything there is to know about God because we're that passionate. It's like when you meet the love of your life, that passion that you want to just sit there for hours talking to them, to get to know them, to learn everything you can because you're passionate. You love them. That same feeling that we should have for God. That same feeling. And it seems crazy now. That's all that God's asking for us is for us to know him, to praise him, and to follow him, to be disciples of Christ. That's all he wants. And so... I just wanted to say tonight, thank you guys for listening. You know, I hope this really touches someone and really hope really helps someone dig their faith in God. You know, to me, I suck at talking and I I say things wrong and so I apologize tonight for some of the errors that I have that I have said and I just pray that you guys look past them, but to hear the message at heart, to take it and to use it to better your life. And I really pray this helps somebody because We all need a little help sometimes, and I feel like this message is for somebody out there. You know, God changed it on me last minute, so I didn't have much preparation like I wanted, but God's working, and so we praise Him and continue to follow even when we don't understand ourselves. So I hope this helps someone. I am so thankful for you guys, and I hope you see and hear us on our next podcast.